I'm Bishop Robert. Each life is a story. We don't remember days, we remember moments that touch our hearts. I want to invite you to come on in and have a seat in my study. Let's you and I spend a few minutes together and consider a verse of scripture and how to apply it to those moments that fill up our lives. My hope is that it speaks to your heart, your mind, and your soul. And I hope you'll be back often. Welcome. Al Johnson robbed the Hoyt State Bank near Topeka, Kansas. And he got away with it for over four years, too. You'll never guess how we got caught. Hey, before I unwrap that case for you, let me welcome you to Mornings with Bishop Robert, the top spot on the internet for coffee with a cleric. (laughs) My goal is to introduce people to the Jesus they never knew and help them get to know him and his word personally and better. So if our time together today speaks to your heart, let me invite you to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. 19-year-old Al Johnson had robbed the bank with two accomplices and escaped with the cash. The case had gone cold, not one of them had been caught, and everyone had forgotten about it and given up. Well, almost everyone. You see, God had a great plan in mind, and it's an illustration of both justice and grace that would be hard to miss. A few months after the birth of their first son, Johnson's wife convinced him to accompany her to church. The message of the cross and the forgiveness God offered got through to Al, and he decided to give his life to Christ. Well, now, 23 and a new believer... Johnson had to come to grips with what to do about the bank robbery. I prayed about it and asked the Lord to give me an answer, Al recounted. The only answer he would give me was, go and give myself up. (laughs) Now you've got to admit, that's a tough ask for a new believer. But he decided he'd follow through. So on Saturday, Johnson went to the county attorney and confessed to a crime that could land him in the state penitentiary for decades. He was arraigned on charges of bank robbery and armed kidnapping and released on bond pending a preliminary hearing. That was Saturday. On Sunday, he went back to church and confessed his crime from the pulpit in front of God and everybody. (laughs) Then on Monday... Al went back to the bank to return his share of the money. Now, the judge at the preliminary hearing released Johnson, not because of his willing confession or because of his voluntary return of his ill-gotten gains, but because, under the law, he could not prosecute him. The statute of limitations had run out on the crime two years earlier. And though Johnson was guilty by his own admission, the law was powerless. It was a matter of simple math. Today's verse says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to life. Now, I'm going to be the first to admit, math was never my favorite subject. And I'm not very good at it. But some math is so simple, even I could understand it. Four minus two equals two. 
the state of Kansas was two years too late to prosecute Al Johnson. Simple math. But the truth is that Johnson didn't need a penitentiary to make him a penitent. God had taken care of that. Johnson had seen the sin in his life and didn't want to carry it into his marriage and his family. Well, God had taken care of that too. Jesus added his grace, subtracted the sin, and left the balance of love and faith in Al Johnson's heart. Simple math. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to life. You know, repentance is not basically a religious word. It comes from the nomadic culture of the Middle East, developed in a world with no maps or street signs, only hills, valleys, and streams. When you're walking through the desert, it's easy to become lost. And sooner or later, you become aware that the countryside is looking a little strange. And you say to yourself, I'm going in the wrong direction. And the sooner you say that, the better off you're going to be. But coming to that conclusion is only the first act of repentance. The second act of repentance is turning around to go in the right direction. And that is what repentance actually means. You know, when I'm driving in the car with my wife, if she tells me to turn left and I turn right, I'm heading in the wrong direction. It does no good to admit it, to apologize for it, or even to promise never to do it again. The only change that will really matter occurs when I'm willing to turn around. Sadly, many churches today, as incredible as this seems, are trying to be Christian without obeying either Jesus Christ or the clear teaching of the Bible. They want to supposedly hold on to both their new beliefs and their old behaviors. They're not willing to let go of sin. They're under the misconception they can add Jesus without subtracting sin. That's absurd. It's simple math. You and I need to be willing to repent, to turn around, add Jesus, and let him subtract the sin. Do the math. Well, as I'm doing simple math and counting the minutes, I can see that our time's about up. But I still have time to ask you to help me introduce people to the Jesus they never knew and help them get to know him and his word personally and better. Please like this video. It'll help more people see it. And also click follow or subscribe so that you and I can get together every day. If you've got a question about repentance or faith or anything, pop it in the comment section. I'd love to try to answer it. And one more thing, share this with a friend, would you? Because as you do, you're part of the team, touching hearts with the love of Jesus all over the world. Thank you for helping.